Hello, and welcome to the All Night Gamers Podcast, episode 130. Hi, hello, hi. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the show. Uh, Cooper's dead. Kyle's dead. And Alex and Cameron are in the same room, potentially hiding from one of the two former people. Or whoever killed the former people. Um, oh, don't just leave me hanging. Jesus, that was so quiet. <laughs> You're hiding, though. <laughs> Your mic is really good at hiling silent yeah. laughter, so on my end, it's just like crickets. Uh, um, how we doing? I'm tired. Pretty, pretty good. I had the next two days off because I couldn't, uh, you know, I was feeling kind of family for once uh, while we were in Orlando. I have some shit to work. That's why I'm over here. Uh, nice. It's going to be good. Whenever they arrive, finally. I am also tired. <laughs> I am so ready for this to be over at work. Um. It, the, uh, that's the exact same way I feel about my stuff. Like, and I finally got it done. And you know, put the merch request up and everything. And they're like, "Uh, hey, so we need you to put in the other stuff hmm. that was there before you started working on it." Like, um, but why though? I do have to say, it does feel uh really weird to be like, "Oh, I'm not going to be on tonight. I have to record a podcast." But if you need me, text me. I literally said that today before I got <laughs> off. Like, don't mind me, Mr. Fancy Pants over here going and recording a very bad show. But uh, I'm too tired to even think of small talk. So we're just going to just going to roll. Uh, oh, wait, I do have a small talk. Rip um, Fire Emblem Fate. Oh, yeah. 30th. Yeah. Because it left during the last week. The end is nigh. Also, I think Ash is done with his run over in Japan. Yeah, I, I did see something about Pokemon. I think they finished the last 12 episodes. I know there were four episodes left, but I don't know or, how many weeks ago um, that was going on. Or maybe this article's wrong. And they posted it early. I think that's what it was. He's about to be done. Sad. The article was posted early. Um, Alright, let's just get into here. So first off, Square Enix garbage. Uh, pending approval at the next annual shareholder meeting, Yosuke Matsuda will no longer be president of Square Enix. His role will be succeeded by Takashi Kir- Kiryu? Kitty? Yeah. Here you, like the main character. Why the main did they? Like, is he just, is he stepping down or? I don't know why he's leaving, but this was the current ones, the guy that's been posting all the NFT stuff. So, uh, you know, good. Yeah. Uh, the reason for the proposed change is as followed. Under the rapid change of business environment surrounding the entertainment industry, the proposed change is intended to reshape the management team with the goal of adopting ever-evolving technological innovations and maximizing on the creativity of Square Enix holding company limited trademark (laughs) uh, groups in order to deliver even greater entertainment to customers around the world. 
Well, if it means they're going to, you know, drop their sales number idea, like, you know, in half, so games actually reach their sales quotas. Yeah. Uh, but he is stepping down. He's not being kicked out or anything or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, at least publicly, he's stepping down. There's a possibility. It's like, you can step down publicly and it look good, or we will kick you out. Or, yeah, we'll fire you. Yeah. Being and they don't like firing people in Japan, so there is like a better chance of that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, let's see. Square Enix also announced that it will merge its wholly owned subsidiary, Luminous Productions Company Limited, into its uh the main subsidiary of Square Enix, effective Monday, May first of this year. Luminos is their engine. Oh, okay. So the company that made that is just going to be fully absorbed. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, Nintendo Switch's tech limitations won't allow it to run Call of Duty, believes the CMA. Yeah, no dip, bro. Like... You either downgrade it to the point where it looks like something that could run on a PS2 or you make a totally different game than the actual Call of Duty like they did on the DS. Which they, well, yeah. my favorite was the people in the comments being like, no, it could run it. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't read the article. So the CMA said this because of the size of the Call of Duty games recently. Where they're like, they take half a PS5 or half a uh, Xbox Series 1, and you know, the Switch doesn't even have that space. Yeah, unless Microsoft's going to start shelling out for um, optimization. No, I, oh, not optimization. Um, they'd have, like, if they did physical only, and they paid for, you know, cartridges that could actually have uh, you know, all of Call of Duty on them. Then, yeah, sure. Then they'll be allowed. But that's the only way I see it. Yeah, I you just know? really don't see it happening. Happening. I mean, like, Call of Duty is like a no finesse maximum hardware kind of game. Yeah. And the stuff they do today just doesn't seem reasonable to attain on Switch. Uh... Without, it, like, major changes. It might be feasible on the next-gen hardware. Maybe. But I don't think Nintendo is quite done with Switch in terms of Um, so that's, I mean, this is not even new. Oh, Switch is probably not going to run Call of Duty. Yeah, no duh. Yeah, this is just Microsoft trying to get away with buying it. Like, the CMA is pushing the hardest to stop the merger. Yeah. And I just don't know why, like, does anybody really have to say that? We kind of know it's going to be different. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, that, that was Microsoft's argument. Was that they would let Nintendo have Call of Duty games. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um. Oh, so did the Minecraft 1.2 update officially get named it, Trails and Tales? That's what Cooper posted. Alex? I don't know. Yes, um, yes, it is. Minecraft 1.20 is officially named the Trails and Tales update. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, for what? I've... Uh, the name represents the journey that Minecraft takes us on and the unique stories that each of us bring back. Sometimes the journey is literal, like gliding towards the horizon on a camel with your best friend. Other times it's more metaphorical, like learning how to evade hostile mobs or working out a smart mining system. That's from the official Minecraft.net website. Okay. It's because it's how Minecraft makes us feel. You know, riding a camel on a desert and to the horizon with your best friend. You know, trails and tails. Yeah. Camels. Camels. Mines. Metaphysical right. awareness. <laughs> it, it's definitely a weird name when the last one, one of the last ones was Cliffs and Caves. Yeah. yeah. Because it made sense. Alright, Minecraft, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, man. Yeah. I, I I don't know philosophy to play so. Uh who let Minecraft have a bottle of serotonin? <laughs> um, I wanted to watch you play Minecraft now. It, I think it'd be funny. Watch me? Watch either of you. Just because like I know like what's happened in all the updates since like we all kinda stopped playing. And I don't think either of y'all really do. No. I, I, I kind of have. So I, think I, really I know fun. a lot of the stuff that's there, but I have no idea of the mechanics of any of it or how to attain it or why do I want it. I, I have no idea. Or how to survive it. Yeah. Uh, the case of the, what is it, the Guardian? What, what is the big That's bomb? the Warden. The Warden. Yeah. No. I, I, I haven't even I... found a stronghold before. So that shows you how <laughs> far behind I am. I don't think I've really played consistently since the I think the last time any of us really played consistently was like 1.3 or 1.4, somewhere in there. Yeah, at least for vanilla. Yeah. Because, like, I played heavily modded servers before. But the last, like, really serious session I had of Minecraft was, I think, like, freshman year when me and my roommate set up a server. Anyway, Sony becomes AMD's largest customer on booming PS5 sales. I, that's kind of a hack, but that's uh, yeah. interesting. And obviously gaming was AMD's largest business as a whole last year. I wonder why. It's almost like everything they make is gaming related. Or at least 80% of what they make is gaming related. That's crazy. Imagine that. <clears throat> um, I'm also not surprised because PS5 or Sony said that PS5 stock was starting to get a lot better. Like their production had finally started to catch up, so sales are pretty streamlined now. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think I've seen one 
physically in a store. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's getting more and more consistent to be able to order them. Wow. Sony accounted for 16% of the company's total revenue Ooh. last year. That, that's big. That is a good amount, Sonny. Good, good, good spending budget, Sonny. Can teach me your ways. Yeah. Um, AMD sold some three point seven seven six billion dollars worth of chips for PS Five consoles last year. Um. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Man, I remember when nobody liked AMD. Look Do people like it, or is it more because they're big? Say what? That people. Do people like them though? Yeah. Grant's always liked AMD. Okay. Yeah, I mean AMD. Like, it. Uh, nobody liked them because they sucked. Like, I remember when I built my first PC, I bought a, a AMD eighty three fifty, which was like one of their better CPUs that they had had made previously. But compared to Intel for gaming at the time, they were trash. Like, just I could, couldn't even hold a finger towards them. And then. In 2017, when they first announced Ryzen, uh, everybody all of a sudden started loving them because it was essentially like within a few percentile points percentage of Intel while being dramatically cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like now that's that's fa- that that's faded because they've you know slowly like increased the price on all their stuff. They're still not the preferred like uh, graphics card company, although they do make much more competitive stuff than they used to um but yeah like the while they still hold that philosophy of like good great performance while being cheaper it's nowhere near as cheap as it used to be because they've realized they can charge a lot more for it now like they're literally just kind of becoming intel very very slowly and they're not close to that right now but you know like it's it's much more expensive than they used to be because now they know that they make good stuff so but I've yeah I've always liked AMD. I mean like they they make good stuff. I that Ryzen five I bought when it came out, and I only just had to replace it last year, and that was after four years Probably. of straight yeah. overclocking, um, and then two years of just running it on stock profile. Once I burnt the overclocking out of it, um, so that's cool. Uh, Metroid Fusion is coming to. NSO on 3.9. I didn't see this. What? Metroid Fusion's coming to GBA Online? Yeah. Look at the yeah. It's Let's... the second uh, newest thing. How did I freaking miss that? That is awesome. I, I only saw it because... So, uh... all five Metroid games will be on this site. Now, Zero Mission will probably come to NSO Online as well, and that's the one you should play for one. Two's remake, though, is a lot more like, will they do it? Yeah. Because it's 3DS, but we definitely will get Zero Mission, and that's the one you should play for. That is sick. Because the original one is trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 3-9. That's this coming Thursday. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad GBA games are on Switch Online. Yeah, right? Improvement. Yes. Look, I will, I will happily pay the uh, higher price if we continue to get 
uh, one uh, the retro games. I just need them to keep it whenever they bump up to the next console. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want this cycle again. Um, Capcom Spotlight, the most recent announcement of their direct. Um, also is going to be on March 9th, 2.30 p.m. Pacific, approximately 26 minutes of updates and new info about upcoming games. Uh, that includes Resident Evil 4, Mega Man Battle, ne Battle Network Legacy Collection, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective, and Exo Primal. This, I'm not sure if that will be everything there or if there will be other things. And this is like, like, will include yeah. but is not limited to those things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Fire Emblem and Gauge oh. Wave Three is releasing on Wednesday, three eight, the day this episode comes out. Man, there's a lot of stuff coming out this week. Man, it was all like shadow dropped on Twitter. I'm not gonna complain. Um, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Pack Wave Four is releasing on March 9th. I guess that means I finally got to man up and beat that last cup. I gotta go back and do it. I don't. This brings. I can't even vent about it anymore. When we talked about it, I think it was last week. Just like, two hundred CC is a soul sucker. But yeah, so that's wow. That really is a lot of stuff. And also yeah. Mario Days this week. Mario, yeah, Mario Day is Friday. Friday. Yeah. This is like, dang, 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 dang. What else we got? Lots of things this week for some reason. Yeah, there's a lot of things this week. Please. Yeah. I, um. I don't... And speaking of Mario Day. Oh wait, wait. I meant to list the uh, all the courses for. Uh, oh, I can get it. For. We've got that Yoshi's Island one, which I want. I am so excited for that. That'll be sick. So we're getting so the two new cups we're getting are the fruit cup and the boomerang cup. In the fruit cup, we've got Amsterdam Drift from Mario Kart Tour, Riverside Park from Game Boy Advance, DK Summit from the Wii, and the new course Yoshi's Island, which Alex just mentioned. And then in the boomerang cup, we've got Bangkok Rush from Mario Kart Tour, Mario Circuit from Mario Kart DS, Waluigi Stadium from Double Dash. And tour Singapore, oh Singapore Speedway from Mario Kart Tour. Yes, dude, Waluigi Stadium. Let's freaking go, dude. Dude, Riverside Park. It's so pretty. They did a great job bringing it to a. Yeah, they've done they've done really well so far with like upgrading and making all of these courses like super nice. Yeah, um, and, and also, yeah, they have a helping hand from the fact that the Mario Kart engine in general for Mario Kart 8 is just very good looking, very bright and high okay. contrast, saturated. Let's let's talk about this then while I actually remember it. So, the fact they updated the Wave 4 video to say Waves 1 through 6, do we think it means anything? Uh, potentially. Like, I, I would love it to mean something. Um, say no. Yeah. So, so you like, said that if we did a second set of waves, would that allow for every course to come in, except so for like a couple? A, if we did a second set of six waves, 
So another 48 cups or yeah, 48 courses, we would be a quarter, at least as far as I could tell, we'd be down to 18 courses missing. And at that point, I feel like if they're going to, like, there's like an amount they can do of waves where it's like not awkward for them not to just go ahead and put all the rest of the courses in. And I think that's like four waves. Okay. Because if you do another set of six, you're already almost going to have everything, so why not have it all? Slowly just mush and form Mario Kart 8 Deluxe into Mario Kart 8 Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole... The only thing I feel like that would stop them from making a second booster pack would be, how do you follow that up? You just release eight again. Let's go. Two decades. <laughs> That'd be freaking hilarious. Seriously. Um, what are you including in Mario Kart Eight Ultimate Deluxe? All the rest of the uh, uh battle courses. Four. <laughs> all all the content from four is just now in. No, we're gonna have all the content from. Oh, no you look at costumes. Okay, thirty thousand me costumes. Seriously, what? Why? Why are there me costumes in a game that's on mobile? Because they're easy to add. There you go. That actually checks out. Um. So yeah, speaking of Mario Day, Nintendo's uh, rolled out all their stuff. They're going to be doing so. First, there's going to be a uh, Switch bundle, non-OLED Switch bundle, uh, for $300. That is just a regular Nintendo Switch plus Mario Joy-Con. Um, and it comes with your choice of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Odyssey, or Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, all I of those games... It's fun. Yeah, it kind of it looks like um, as seen on TV. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Um, but all of those games listed plus a couple others are going to be uh forty dollars for a little bit. Um, basically any Mario, Luigi, or Donkey Kong game. Um, the certain Mario amiibo also got restocked as a kind of dual like Mario Day plus Mario Movie kind of thing. So, um, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Donkey Kong, and Bowser are all currently the ones that we know of. Um, they're already available to buy if you can find them. They're at the Nintendo Store. Luigi is exclusive to the Nintendo Store and or Target. Um, but they all are available, which is cool. Um, I need a Donkey Kong, so I'm very glad for that. But also, my biggest question is, are we ever going to get Boo and Goomba and all the other like late later ones? That I never got at my hands on. Okay, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Your, their mic died, so I had to pause. But we're <laughs> back now. Yeah, I, I, do you think we're going to see the rest of the Amiibo? So, it, it it's kind of weird, right? Because Donkey Kong's the only Wave 2 uh, Mario Bros. character that got a restock. <laughs> And Toad, who is prominent in all of the promotionals, didn't. And he was Series 1. 
Um, there's also not been any like updates on their uh, uh, legal page about the fact that they manufactured more toys. Uh, so there's no hints there, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, but they do have the uh, red Nintendo emblem, which means they are, you know, post Switch. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I hope so, though. I I would love them to just restock all of them, right? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, that's the dream, but that I. I mean, there's there's literally three currently announced amiibo uh, for this year, because Sora isn't official until Nintendo and Disney make up or something. I don't know. Um, just give all the amiibo, please. Hmm. Um, but. Uh, it'd be nice if, well, honestly, if Bowser Jr. was more prominent, I would also want uh, that Amiibo to finally come to fruition, because he has a model for Mario Party. Yeah, where's my Toadette Amiibo? She doesn't have an Amiibo for uh... Mario Party. Um, Sorry, Kyle's comment was really funny. I don't know. Never will. Hey. Um. But yeah. Uh, I guess fair warning, since everyone seems to be surprised, is that Amiibo are now fifteen ninety nine, even when you include the restocks. I honestly don't know when that started because. Up until now, I haven't needed to buy Amiibo from the restocks, except for, uh, you know, post-Switch ones anyways. And that was just specifically for uh, having Splatoon Amiibo at my work. Um, yeah, no, I, I would love to see the rest of uh, the Wave 1 and Wave 2 uh, Mario Bros. Amiibo. Get restocked. That would be nice. Like, it, I get there's a whole process for it, but come on. Like, also, what, whatever happened to that uh, bronze Mario everywhere? <laughs> he died. He died, I guess. He died. Along with Bowser Jr. No, but Bowser Jr. was at least legitimate, though. Yeah. He was in a game. No, but they're just both sitting on Miyamoto shelf. I guess. I have them, not you. Me. You said too much story. Um. All right, yeah. on to collector's corner. This is the weekly segment where we go around and talk about what games have been playing and stuff. Um, flip the script. I'll go first. So basically, um, between my sufferings, um. I have been playing, like, just Breath of the Wild. I 
I don't. Th- I'm trying to think. I literally don't think I've played a single thing other than Breath of the Wild this week. But I have played a lot of it. I uh, beat Va Naboris last night. Um, and Thunderblight Ganon is not fair on Master Mode. Uh, I think any of them are designed to be uh, fair. Yeah, like, I've had my struggles with all of them so far, but Naboris and Thunderblight was the worst by far. Um, One, because not only can he kill you in one hit unless you have, like, 20 hearts, um, which, to be fair, the other ones can do that too, but he can move at the speed of electricity. You know, he darts around, he darts away, and then darts at you and slices, sometimes it's multiple times, and it's really quick, especially when you're forced to use a lot of really big weapons because you need like everything, all, all the help you can get in master mode that literally the time it takes between switching to the weapon and then back and then trying to get your shield out in time and all this stuff. Oh my gosh. It screwed me so many times. Um, also avoiding all the metal weapons that you have in your inventory. Yeah. Um, so Luckily, I, I had some shock resistance armor, um, and I ate a triple attack up meal and um, got him after, like, 20 attempts when I finally figured out everything and realizing that, like, I just need to use small weapons because the, the key is to consistently hit him. Because also in master mode, everybody heals up to a certain yeah. point. Um so I would get him down to halfway, and then he would do his halfway transition to do the second part of the fight. But that second part is so long to uh, get a hit in on him because you have to follow the process that by the time you're there, he's already healed back up to 75%. And luckily, they cap it there, so he doesn't heal all the way back up. But oh my god, the healing thing is what murdered me. Um, so yeah, basically just that. Now I'm going to... Just explore for a bit and get some side quests done and relax, and then uh, go to the Rito one. Get some hearts. Yeah, I've already got like I think like twelve. Hold on, I've got it up right here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got thirteen hearts and three stamina wheel extensions, and I still get murdered all the time. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I discovered that you can just cook like, any item that says it will give you extra hearts if you cook it. You can cook by yourself, by itself, and it'll give you the dish. So I've just made a ton of meals that fully heal me and give me like four or five additional hearts. Um, and as much as I am glad I did the right half of the map first. Uh, I missed that when I, on my first playthrough, I did Naboris first, and that was super helpful because I could travel back to the city anytime I wanted, and all of the stands would be full, so I could buy a bunch of fruit and mushrooms and mostly arrows. They have a ton of, I think the only place I found to buy consistently large amounts of arrows um, of any kind, so I would do that. And like having to wait until I'm halfway through the game to have access to buy that stuff was so painful. But we're doing good. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Oh, I got my pre-order for Zelda Collector's Edition for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, good job. It's like one yeah, one of the very few highlights of the week. 
he was told very me about excited. that while I was in line or uh, I was literally about to get off of uh, Frozen Ever after at Epcot, and you called me and like, "What are you doing right now?" I'm like, "I'm getting off Frozen. <laughs> Why? Because uh, of the kingdoms up. It's flickering." I was like, "Ben." Yeah, I had no idea. It. It I had it in my cart, dude. I was. I had it in my cart, and it wouldn't let me check out. I was about to go through the five stages of grief for real, because after I saw it went up, and then I checked, and it was out of stock. I was like, dang, and I was denying it. I pulled up all the websites and was refreshing, like to see if something else would come up. I was so happy Best Buy flickered. I thought it was a hallucination, and I'm still kind of nervous they're gonna cancel it, just because I'm paranoid. But so far, we're sitting pretty. Um. But yeah, that's about it. Um, Alex, you you go. Okay, I played Hogwarts Legacy a little bit, but mostly I've been playing, and I also played Splatoon a little bit. Mostly I've been playing Fire Emblem. I put a lot of time into Fire Emblem this last week, but nice. I had to shut up. Um, I need to buy at least Donkey Kong. Yes, before that closes, I need to remember to do that. Uh, is that it? Did the mic die again? It died again. We'll be back. All right. Yeah, we're back again. Cameron's mic's not happy yeah. to this evening. Yeah. Apparently not. Okay, yeah, so we left week... off on uh, a lot of Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah, because the last week I I worked six days. So I had one day off, and the one day off I said cleaning. Yep. That's that life stuff. Yeah. Because I took that girl's ship. So I'm not sure that was a good idea. Yeah. Well, let's hope she doesn't watch the podcast. I mean, she left. Final shift, and she's like, no, please. Okay. Okay, but that was it, right? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right, Cameron. All right. Um... So I did, uh, I played some Harry, or, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, Harry Potter, whatever, and difference. Um, I uh, have almost gotten to the point where I can actually just meander around and unlock everything without one of them, um, so that I, you know, don't have to backtrack all the way to Hogwarts, um, to be able to continue playing the game the way I want to play it. Um, and I did Big Run uh, with Cooper, and then a couple rounds with Alex. Uh, that was fucking brutal. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, I legitimately think the strategy for Big Run is to just get... Um, get lucky. Well, it is get lucky. Nice. Um... The strategy is legitimately get lucky, but uh, the like 
proper way to do big round is uh, before they do it, right? Get as high as you fucking can. Because if you get stuck in anything below professional three, you are not going to have anyone that actually knows what they're doing. I took that um, I took that recommendation extremely out of context. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with anything? No, I'm not advocating the use of drugs, YouTube. Please don't <laughs> cancel my show or my channel. Um, um but yeah, like uh when uh, I was trying to, you know, plan out Cooper's accounts since they were busy. Uh, it was not good. I I don't think there was a single round that it wasn't like a few eggs above uh, the actual like required you know, required. So Ouch. that was painfully bad. Yeah. Um. And the one round that Cooper and I had that we might have actually been able to... I don't think we would have even got silver with how high the scores I've been seeing. Um, but we had a duo that was, you know, doing all the right strategies with us. And then on the round, last round, they just dropped their brains, I guess. I, was, I don't know what happened. They, they started just killing everything far away from the basket. Um, we barely survived that round. So it's like, oh, cool. Nice. It, it, I, the only ways to play that game mode are like get high enough in the ranks that everyone actually mostly cares or suffer. Suffer. Like you, because the only other option is that friends that you can communicate with, and I don't have any of those. (laughs) (laughs) And that doesn't even necessarily mean you're going to do well, because at that point it's all RNG based on whoever has the highest rating. Yeah. Because if you're not having those enemies spawn in fast enough, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it's a it's an interesting idea, right? Because they're rewarding the people that play uh, Chris Code on Ghost. The problem is when you lock that much stuff behind it, because there's um, a badge for it and a trophy for it. Uh, Just don't complete Splatoon 3. Oh, I'm not. I already gave up on that. You have to get to the level 999. Nope. No. No. I don't like Splatoon that much. I don't like Splatoon that much. Yeah, I like Splatoon, but and no, Cameron no. likes you it realize... so much that he'll play it for three people. That's, yeah. Like, do you realize how much time you would have to devote to this one game to be able to actually get to that level? And that's All. just doing things that actually raise your level, which I think that's only uh, the game modes in the lobby. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know for sure if Frisco adds to that or not, but uh, like that. Yeah, you're not able to play table turf. That's for sure. That, that game doesn't even give you uh, gear for your catalog. Yep. Like it, it's. All right, uh, Faye, I guess Alex, you're covering? Yeah, I've got it. Okay. So this week, the only thing they announced was a uh, spring Easter banner. So they announced Bernadetta. Uh, hold on, I need her name. So Triandra, Ash, and then a duo featuring Carla and... Plumeria, and then Micaiah will be the grand or the Tempest trial unit. Oh, I was gonna say, do I have to summon for Micaiah again? Not Micaiah, Miculus. The... That is a completely different name. Yeah, my mind went M I C. Okay, Micaiah. No, too much in game. Miculus, the last one, sibling of the one that they've been doing slowly every year. They finally put all the siblings in. And that's it. All right. Um, on to the tidbits. Uh, Among Us Cross Destiny 2. Great. Well, <laughs> the only person who maybe care would be Cooper. And not even for the Destiny I think, 2 part. I think... I think Kyle would care more, honestly, because Kyle has an interest in both of those games. Yeah, Cooper will be like... Because of Cooper. Cooper will be like Among Us. Among Us, good. Destiny, bad. Yeah. There. There's a reason I never got into Destiny. Because I'm bad at shooters. Hmm. Um... Universal Hollywood got a Mario Kart popcorn bucket. Yeah. Oh, and Cameron. Super Nintendo World in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron's gonna order it. I have none. I don't use popcorn buckets I have now. Why would I buy one that I can't even? <laughs> Cameron in three it just weeks. Looks like... So I got a popcorn bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. It just looks like a giant. Um... Mario on the Mario Kart. Yeah, uh, like the toys, you know. Um, a limited edition LeBron James PS5 controller is coming to PlayStation Direct later this year. Uh, as goofy as that sounds to me, that is an incredible decision to make that because that is like your easiest way to get people that only buy. PS5s for sports games to buy more things. To buy a controller. To buy another yeah. controller, yeah. That's a good point. I wasn't thinking of it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, on it, uh, as far as... Oh, it's also uh, a controller, or it's a console cover as well. I don't think I mentioned that. Even there, yeah, again. The people that really don't care about that stuff. Easy way to just make them care. What if I told you you could put LeBron James on your PlayStation 5 and in your hands? That changed my opinion, but... <laughs> <good for> the... 
It says nothing is given, everything is earned. And um, I, I don't know, man. That that doesn't sound right. I know plenty of people that have gotten their jobs because they knew people. That sounds like a job that's given and not earned. And this is why uh, you're not the kind of guy that would buy that controller. Exactly. I'm the guy that buys all the Amiibo. Yeah. Well, we knew that. Shocker, the Amiibo <laughs> guy doesn't really care about LeBron James's controller. <laughs> Cover. Um, oh, yeah, I saw this one. and I, So, Atomic Heart's drawing a lot of criticism right now. Um... Because it's like so deeply entwined in Soviet Russia. Um, it's facing allegations that it peddles dangerous pro-Russian propaganda and criticism for its developers' perceived connections with Russia amid the country's invasion of Ukraine. Um, the vice, the vice prince minister, vice prime minister uh, of Ukraine and Minister of Genital Transformation sent official letters to heads of Sony, Microsoft, and Valve urging them to block Atomic Heart from their gaming platforms. Um, if Have you guys seen any clips of this game? Um, it's a sign your right? Is it, is uh, yeah, no, I'm, have you seen any yeah. gameplay footage? Uh, yeah. If it's, if it's a game, I'm thinking yes. Okay. So the the reason I asked is because I've been seeing like let's play clips of it and it's just so over the top horny. Uh like there's an upgrade machine on the wall that can talk to you and it talks to you very very inappropriately. I'll leave it at that. I don't think I've seen that. Um I I should I'm find it and send it to you. Because so like apparently there's some kind of material called polymer in the game that you use for upgrades and she she in the machine quote says shoot your polymer inside me uh and if you want to hear any more of that you can just literally look up I gameplay know. of it because that's basically all that machine does is talks to you like that um that's fucking so i'm not concerned about the propaganda i'm concerned about the why are we portraying russians as if they're really horny and want to have sex with us because if you're going to affect gamers' opinions, that's a big one. We've already discussed at length about how internet people are monsters a lot of the time. So, you know, my mind usually just goes to the worst places. But, yeah, that, game's, that game is crazy. I'm very afraid of that game. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other way I can put it. Um... Oh boy, FIFA. Uh, an Austrian court said that FIFA's ultimate team packs are essentially gambling and is ordering Sony to issue refunds. Um, yeah, according to the court, due to the contents of FIFA's loot boxes having the possibility of being worth more or less monetarily than the value of the pack itself, thus theoretically offering a financial benefit to those lucky enough to receive a valuable item, they violate the Austrian Gaming Act. Interesting. Um, so, in the in FIFA, you assemble your, quote, ultimate team by acquiring items or representing players, both contemporary and legends of the sport, 
One way of doing this is by purchasing packs of cards, which can fluctuate in value from around a dollar ninety nine or two pound two euros for the most basic pack to over thirty euros. Um, while the items types players receive are guaranteed, i.e., you'll always receive thirty gold items in whatever pack. The quality of the players in those packs is randomized, incentivizing players to open endless packs with hopes of receiving the item they want. So it's just a loot box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, the abil ability to purchase these things has been removed in select territories, but majority of the regions are still available. So that's interesting. No more FIFA in Austria, or I guess no more loot boxes in Austria. You think I could get rid of card games? Um. In Austria, yes. Because that's a really yeah. direct, obvious one, because you can sell those cards. Like Amiibo cards. Like, technically, Amiibo cards could be a form of gambling. Uh, and you could pitch that in Russia, but I don't think any court in America is going to listen to that, because we're big on our freedom over here. So if we're going to die into a gambling addiction, then damn it, let us. Soviet. That's how I die, I guess. So, the end. Um, Detective Pikachu 2 is officially announced. Jonathan Krizel tapped to direct. Ryan Reynolds yet to officially return. It's in the works, boys. I'm excited. I enjoyed the first one. It only took him forever, though. Yep. I'm trying to see if there's any, like, no, there's not even a date or anything. This is still early, but that's cool. Uh, latest studios from the University of Studios. Latest studies from the University of Houston show that video games cause no harm to children's cognitive abilities, but also don't meaningfully help kids' development. Help kids' development. Um, I saw this. This is a little old. It's like a month old, but I've. I just now saw it, so I thought it would be fun to talk about. It's like an official study they did. You can see it on the University of Houston's website. Um, so basically what it's saying is like it doesn't harm them in a meaningful cognitive way, but also a lot of the claims that it could be used to help development are also false, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's the more interesting part, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Researchers examined the video gaming habits of 160 diverse urban public school preteen students, 70% from lower income households, which represents an age group less studied in previous research. Participating students reported playing video games an average of two and a half hours daily, with the group's heaviest gamers putting in as much as four and a half hours every day. I pump those numbers up. <laughs> numbers go up. <laughs> Numbers go up. Yeah, right. Two and a half hours, man. That's what I get on nights that I'm exhausted. Yeah, really. The team looked for association between the students' video game play and their performance on the standardized cognitive ability test 7, known as COGAT, uh, which evaluates quantitative, verbal, quantitative, and nonverbal spatial skills. Um, overall, neither duration of play nor choice of video game genre had significant correlations with COGAT measures. 
That result shows no direct linkage between video game playing and cognitive performance, despite what has been assumed. Yeah. That is fascinating. Um, so, does this mean the world can play on? Maybe, the research suggests, but the experts also caution that gaming time took the heaviest players away from other more productive activities, um, homework to be specific, in a process psychologists call displacement. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that's a sharing. great way. I love that. In a process psychologist call displacement. I'm going to start using that. I simply displaced my laundry. <laughs> I simply displaced my rent. <laughs> rent? Uh, no, you, you. do you mean my awesome three PS5s? <laughs> I built a little fort by stacking them. <laughs> This is my house. This is my house. Come now. visit me at five PS five lane. <laughs> uh let's see. So but even in those cases, the differences were slight at best between participants and their peers' as COGAT measures of cognitive ability. Um so it's I think... basically what it's saying is reasonable amounts of time spent playing video games are okay. But keep an eye out for obsessive behavior, i.e. keep it under control. <laughs> no. Don't, don't, maybe, maybe the two hours a day thing has some, something to it. Not for the fact that playing more would ruin their life, but playing more will keep them from doing their homework, which they need to do first. Um, yeah, uh, they're just bad. They need to pop those in yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. Look. Four and a half hours, that's weak shit. Where's the tens and the twelves, bro? Where when are we gonna start working forties in here? Look, here here's what I remember in uh high school I was playing games all the time and I was still one of the top performing students. Like I I think they need more students to be measured. Yeah. Uh I mean I can't say the same, but when I got to college, everything was fine. I remember specifically when uh, Breath of the Wild first came out um, and the Switch and everything, and I was so excited to play it all the time, and my need to play this thing 12 hours a day was strong. Uh, so I came up with a system of like, okay, if I do this much work, then I can play an hour or whatever. Like It has to be a decent amount of work, like no BS and get it done, but... Like, if I write a page in my essay, then I can play for an hour, and then I'll go write another page, and then, you know, et cetera. And I told my dad that, and he was like, that's kind of concerning. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. Glad you're thanks. confident in my ability. <laughs> that's concerning. Why do you have to do Amazing. that? Why do you have to do that to yourself? Because otherwise I go insane. Because <laughs> I'm broken, Dad. You want to see me? You don't understand me. Yeah, do you want me to start telling uh, people to kill themselves online? Because that's an easy way. Um, I found, uh, so since uh, this came up, 
the the video game thing i put another one in here about that video game addiction like a lot uh, you know that's still being studied super heavily because it's still kind of a new term but it's it's kind of been shown to be broad in scope and potentially detrimental and they pointed to like even if um so like it obviously has big effects on your brain like your dopamine system and all that stuff um but even without right. that, there's also like just large physical consequences that come from being a, like playing video games constantly, like obesity, heart problems, posture issues, stress issues, you know, like joint pain, like like just it's bad to sit in one place for a long time. Is essentially well, somebody stressed from like, video games? Yeah. So there's so like they're saying basically there are brain issues that come from this, but even without the brain issues, it's just not good to do what you're doing for the sake of your physical health. <laughs> like playing video games for double digit hours every day. Um, like you're just gonna, ha you're gonna have joint pain. Your back's gonna hurt. You're gonna sit wrong and you're gonna get super big and your heart's gonna die. <laughs> Cause you're just sitting all day. Um, yeah. but um, if you want to read more, you know, it's from, uh, Spectrum News. You can look it up and it's, it's a long read and it's got some stuff that's very interesting in it. I won't take up all the time reading that, but I figured uh, it was interesting to bring up. That most people would know. Yeah. Cause usually when I think of video game addiction, I'm just thinking about like the, like the brain, like it's, it screws with your head. Um, but like nobody really ever thinks about like oh yeah it's just not good to sit in the one place for a long time office workers have known this for years now like that's yeah, why we make chairs and, and my smart watch tells me to get up if i haven't moved in an hour like hey that's, get up go walk for a few minutes good do you realize how long i would just go uh at my chair or like you know if i, if I need a, i was so uh, happy that my manager approved me for a standing desk um so usually I just make myself work half the day standing and it, it helps cause I, my anxiety and stuff, I'm pacing all the time anyway. So it just helps me naturally pace. And then I, I, I pace away from my desk. I pace back, I work. And then sometime later I just pace <laughs> thinking and stressing. So, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I should start pacing. Um, my apartment is painful though. So I I guess I'll do that when I go back to the office. The, they'll regret having me come back. <laughs> Cameron, you're making everybody else nervous. Go Good. home. <laughs> Confused screaming. <laughs> what do you want from me? I was going to comment on something you said. Oh, no, I figured it out. Okay, so, yeah, you talked about how, like, gamers sit in chairs, like, all the time, and... But that's like why there's all those gamer chairs you can buy that are really expensive but really nice. Yeah. I ever tell you all one of my coworkers, her dad was looking for a chair for his office, so he bought a gamer chair. Yeah. Because you, you told me that. Yeah. He was like the gamers. What's up? Yeah, I mean the, the expensive chairs are expensive for a reason. They've been engineered to let your fat ass sit on a chair for. 15 consecutive hours and not feel anything i sat in my my other buddy alex uh, up here he has one of those titan chairs because he has a lot of back issues um and i sat yeah. in it the first time i sat in it i was like i don't know if i can let myself buy this because it was so comfortable i was like i could literally grow into 
the mass of a moon sitting in this chair and never get up because like you can tilt the 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 butt part of it like inward just ever so slightly to like hold you in there so you don't have to ever put any effort to like maintain position and then like the rest of it just morphs perfectly and it's all super firm and holds you in just the right way i was like i this is like that's literally dangerous so uh your coworker's dad is onto something because they they're serious Bruh. Um. Okay, next one. This is fun. So there's a new Switch game, uh, from the only on Japan right now, but it literally is um called No Paper, and you need a toilet paper roll to play it. Um. So I've I've seen that getting posted online. Yeah. So basically, what you do is you put your Joy-Con inside of a toilet paper roll. And then you put the toilet paper roll on a sheet of cardboard, and then you hold the cardboard on each end, and then you like tilt it left and right to move the roll. For and, a puzzle game. Yeah, for basically a game where you traverse by rolling the paper left and right. So like the Nintendo Land game where you're on the Donkey Kong barrel. Exactly, except now instead of a controller, you get to use a controller inside of toilet paper that's on a piece of cardboard. Isn't that, uh, isn't that great? I'm working as intended. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is certainly a unique idea for a game. The game features a narrative in which a Japanese salaryman discovers he's run out of toilet paper. Players are therefore tasked with delivering the troubled worker with the much-needed sheets. This game costs $20, I think. No, it costs $6? Not just the cost. Those are like, two significantly I'm different. I'm trying to find <laughs> the Nintendo. It's not like, it's not like five or a thousand dollars. I can't really remember. <laughs> uh, oh, it's six hundred yen. So I think about, so about, about six bucks. Yeah. Actually, it might even be five, considering how weak the yen. Oh, you can go ahead and buy it on ours. It is not exclusive to Japan anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, you can buy this yesterday. For, oh, good. You can buy this for $5. Good. Now we can put a Joy-Con on the side of a toilet paper <laughs> roll and then put it on a piece of cardboard and play it. I found the winning screen. I'm going to post it. <laughs> Incredible. That's awesome. Uh, the Mario movie release date got moved up. One day, right? To April 5th or a couple days? Oh, no. I've lost them again. Okay, so April 5th instead of April 6th, right? Or was it the 8th? April 7th. April it was 6th. April 7th. Two days. Cool. Two days. So does that mean Tuesday is the premiere night? I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. Uh, that works. And Splatoon 1 and Mario Kart 8 on Wii U have been taken offline due to security concerns. Uh, we've talked about these problems before, but it's essentially so that exploit that was found in the 3DS and Wii U eShops um, through certain games, like it's it's a continuation of that. So they fixed it in the third game. I can't remember which one it was, but 
um, since those two are online. They take they took them offline right now due to concern of that, and there's no con confirmation if they're going to go back. So, they might be dead. Yeah, 50-50 chance since they're like, we're leaving online, running on the Wii U and the 3DS for now. But, like, you know, if there's actual problems, they might just be like, oh, we'll keep it closed. Yeah. Yeah, because I know as of right now, it's still not uh, returned. Yeah. Um. All right, old but still interesting tidbit. Got some more Super Mario broth for you all. Um, about Mario Kart Super Circuit. So, uh, in Mario Kart Super Circuit, the Grand Prix rank is calculated with a complex formula that awards points for player performance. However, the formula also gives free bonus points simply for playing as certain characters, with Bowser getting the most and Yoshi getting none. Um, so, yeah, you get... Wait, what are the... Yeah, okay, so Bowser with the most points at 45 extra points... Uh, Wario and Donkey Kong get 40, Mario and Luigi get 30, Peach and Toad get 10, and Yoshi gets none. Um, to, achieve the, to achieve the triple star ranking, which is the highest rank you can get, the player must achieve 330 skill points. This means that by simply choosing Bowser, the player is already 13.6% of the way to getting that rank before the race has even started. So play Yoshi if you want hard mode. Yeah. That's cool. Also, why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Because I want people... I don't... Like, you would think that if they wanted that, that people to actually, like, do anything with it, they would tell people? Yeah. Or, like, if you want a player to be good, like, a character to be good, then you want it to be good because of its abilities or something, not because it just gives you more points towards the rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird that it's like, well, it has to do with um their weight and speed. Yeah. But like Yoshi's, I mean not completely, but like Bowser's speed is max, but he has, or yeah, weight is max, but he has speed. But like, if it was completely the opposite, then. Toad should have that, but Yoshi actually has two weights and minus one speed. Yeah. Um, okay, on to the rumors. Uh, so we might be getting an Xbox Series S-shaped toaster. Uh, it's literally a toaster that it looks like a Series S on its side. Um, the Series S toaster is allegedly part of a new wave of licensed Xbox gear, including ramen bowls, RGB mouse pads, storage boxes, pen holders, and more. Yeah, you know what I want uh, for my Xbox gear? I want the mouse pad that I can't use on my Xbox. I mean, so, I would never do it, but, like, if I had a lot of money, I still want to do it. But it'd be kind of funny to have, like, an Xbox themed room. Like, here's my Xbox fridge and yeah i have to say like xbox people probably have it the easiest when it comes to being a collector of xbox stuff and also having a lot of really easy direct methods of making it your game room xbox themed 
There is a lot of Xbox stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft's about to put out. Um, Persona 6 is internally delayed. Quote, absolutely zero chance it releases this year, according to the Reset Era user behind various other Persona-related rumors in recent times. Retro. That'll be okay. Nobody was expecting it to come out this year anyway. It's like barely been announced. Yeah. Oh, there's the Austrian thing again. Uh, from Reuters, EU unlikely to demand asset sales in Microsoft Activision deal, sources say. Won't have to sell Activision's lucrative Call of Duty franchise. So, I guess Xbox oh. is staying with Microsoft. <laughs> For now. Well, Call of Duty is the only reason they want it. Yeah. Who wants to make games when you could just buy all the most popular franchises that will sell it to you? That's true. Um, Chinese Nintendo hardware leaker Permaband thread deleted at the request of Nintendo. Uh oh. Someone got caught. And those Nintendo ninjas got them. Yep. I only recently learned that term, Nintendo Ninjas. Let's see. Factory Uncle, as he was amicably known in the leak circle, worked at one of Nintendo's production lines. He leaked previous special editions and talked about a new Switch cell with a different hinge and stand mechanism in recent past. He sadly flew clo too close to the sun and the ninja got to him. Uh, Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield are coming to Fortnite on Chapter 4, Season 2. Great. Interesting. Interesting. Now I can play Claire Redfield from Resident Evil. Against. And I can shoot Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty in the face with a shotgun. This is great. Amazing. Yeah. Also, you can wear an Among Us. Ugh. Why'd you have to say that? You could have not said that. You could have not mentioned that part of it. Uh, also, you can work among us. Call of Duty standalone live-action TV series is in development. Oh, no. I know, I saw this one and went, no. we have to talk about this. No! Don't do it, bro. Don't do it, man. They really said they're gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> but what if we have it be um, like uh, Last of Us, and instead it's gonna end up like Halo? I don't know. Like, what idea is in a Money. Call of Duty game? No, no, no. Let me finish. That's original enough. What, what idea in a Call of Duty game is? not conveyed well enough or is complex enough to warrant making a movie about zombies I guess I, I guess or not a movie but a TV show so okay I'm there's one theory joking. Walking Dead ripoff but you know Call yeah. of Duty flavor uh but like 
what TV show you're going to make about burly big balls man shoots small, uh, small crying apustayas in the face? Hmm. It's just going to be like a war movie, but a TV show. Yeah. Yes. And it won't even be good. Oh, definitely of course not. not. Totally not. Watch, watch us uh, get to the point where it comes out and it's getting like nines. <laughs> Yo, no, I figured out which one they could base it on. The shooting at the airport. What? That that is Call of Duty, right? I know there's some, like, yeah, I think. Like, no, there was a level where you. <laughs> all right, General, we gotta well, find this box. That looks like all the other boxes in here. No, and if we don't find it, level. they're going to hit the second tower. There's a level where you shoot the airport. Like, you can skip the level. I don't know, dude. I remember there's only one campaign level I remember in any Call of Duty, and it's the Black Ops 1 level where you get to fly a helicopter through a mountain range and blow up bases that are and built into the mountainside. Okay, I found it. It's called No Russian, and it's in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Ah. Okay. Um, Microsoft is preparing to propose a deal with the CMA and European Commission that will enable all future Activision titles to release on all platforms under a 10-year package. So essentially just making it a rule now. Like, yeah. for real, for real. Until they stop making any Activision games for 10 years. Big brain. Awesome move that I could believe Microsoft would do. Yeah. Um, Jeff Grubb shares thoughts on Switch successor. Quote, may not be a Switch Pro or Switch 2. It may be something in between to continue the Switch generation. Yes, I. Switch I. Switch U. Switch New. 3DS. New, new Switch XL. Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. <laughs> Devil May. May not yep. be a Switch Pro or a Switch 2. It may be a Switch U. Uh, does that mean I can use the Switch controller like the Wii U gamepad? Because I'm okay. With it's that. just like it's just like a Switch, except if you move more than six or so feet away from a dock, you just can't play. Isn't it great? Ah, Wii U. Ah, Switch U. Switch U. Um, Jeff Grubb says also that he has heard rumors of a Switch Two in late 2023. And also says that there is a 45% chance it could relate this year. Unverified rumor. No duh. Hey, Haley. Okay. Alright. Last rumor. Pokemon leak from the same guy that accurately leaked the Pokemon Day Direct says that there's going to be special Terraforms, uh, quote, probably similar to how there were new Dynamax forms in Sword and Shield. I think we added that, though. Uh, and also, DLC Wave 2 is going to release in 2024 alongside the new Switch model. So. That's believable. Uh, you know. I mean, what? Since they're not doing it with Zelda, 
And Mario is not on the horizons yet. Oh, there's definitely a Mario game. No, but like nothing announced. Yeah, it's not announced, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like, we've gone crazy with promotion. Here's the new game. Let's see if it does bangers. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't come out this year, and instead Nintendo just reenacts the Switch launch. With so, Mario? No, like in March. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. could they could have Mario. I don't know. It needs something as big as because, uh, like the it would have been smart to do it with uh, Tears of the Kingdom, you know? Yeah. Like if they really wanted to reenact the Switch launch, hmm. that that would have been the game to do it. Well, maybe they didn't want to read exactly. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. This guy, I mean, he called everything right the first time. So yeah. we'll see, I guess. Um. All right, and finishing topic. What is your worst death and or game over in gaming? So does this mean, like, the my memory of, like, the worst time I died in a fight or something? Or, like, just the worst game over screens? Uh, It can be either. Um, I was, when I thought of it, it was... Uh, one of the uh, worst deaths I've had in gaming. Okay. Because I think we've done the game over screen thing before. I, and I only what say that because of, like, I remember talking about the Donkey Kong game over screen and how much that was. Donkey like, Kong and Conkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a different question than what I was thinking. I got to. All right, camera, go. Because Grant and I have no idea. So... For me, right, um, definitely up there. Uh, so back when we were in elementary school, I don't, I don't remember exactly when. Uh, we had access to EverQuest, and being a child, I didn't understand how MMOs worked. So I uh, went, or I uh, was out like in the woods outside of one of the towns, like barely outside of the town, right? Like just far enough in that it was considered uh, a PVE area. I got back to learn that uh, a bear had killed me. Hmm. I, I don't remember what called me away, but like, I, I got back to learn that I was dead. Just outside the I'm uh, glad, where the guards. I'm would glad you brought me. that up because definitely those early RuneScape deaths were brutal, especially trying to do PvP for arrow farming or something, or going into the wilderness. Like, man, those were brutal. Oh, and line with RuneScape though, uh, not my death, but a death I helped cause, I guess. Um, there was a guy that was uh, wanting to... He, he was significantly higher level, and I was wearing uh, dragon armor. Um, and he convinced me and another guy to come out. He's like, hey, we're going to kill this guy. And I guess he told the other guy the same thing. So way into the PvE area, or PvP area uh, in... Um, that thing north of uh, I I have not played RuneScape in years, so I don't know the town. Uh, the Grand Exchange, like north of that oh, yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. I 
the wilderness or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um. So we went, you know, all the way out into it. He like uh, basically obliterates the other guy who starts running, and I start running because they start attacking me too. And I'm like, I get it. I, I do not want to lose this armor. So the other guy dies while I'm running back to safety. <laughs> Incredible. Um, That's why you don't trust their love fighters. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Um, that death in Stardew Valley where you're late and you're trying to get back to your bed and you die when you're in your house and it's 2 a.m. That's pain. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, bro, the the air, the the wind dungeon in uh, Minish Cap is garbage. Uh, I died like in the room before the boss, and I got sent all the way back to the start and had to do it all again. That's so good. And it's so hard to navigate. Yeah, I wasn't sure which one to use, but like I was like, there are several dungeons where it's just like you don't want to die because then you're sent back to the beginning. Yeah, and you have to go through all the rigmarole again. So I've actually got one, so it's going to sound kind of bad. Uh, when I was playing Persona Three, there was it wasn't one death; it was like ten. It was there. There's floor bosses in Persona 3 when you're climbing Tartarus. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to play on easy. I don't want it to be just an easy time. Mistake number one. Yeah, I got sick of grinding, like, just to be able to beat floor bosses. Because that game is just, like, kind of not fully... Like, for the beginning few floors where you can't really train well. It's not that well designed for that part. So it got bad enough where I restarted the game. Huh. Like on easy. Just to have a better time playing it. Um, um I think like the hmm. I'm with Zelda though. Any death in Mario where you're doing the uh like final levels. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of those come um, Dying in the Bowser fight. Bowser fight or uh the no death, uh, the you know, final no checkpoint, yeah, final running galaxy, no, um, whatever the final level of, um, Odyssey is. Uh, no, I don't actually that struggle that, like it's got checkpoints, yeah, that that's the thing. That one, like, it's difficult because it actually utilizes everything you've learned in the game, but at least it's fair. But it's fair because it gives you checkpoints. You don't have to clear it in one run. Um, like in uh, 3D World, right? That that final run. Um, that one sucks. Because uh, I'm bad at it. 
Um, the speed a lot on the switch on. So it throws it off? Yeah. A little bit. You're way faster. So the timing of it. Hold on. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and put uh, all the times I died on N64 Rainbow Road. Check. <laughs> um, oh, uh, also uh, uh, Mario 3D World. Whenever I'm trying to clear uh, that last uh, mystery house. Like I run out of time or something. Oh yeah, time-based deaths are super, especially when you really are really close. Yeah. Those, I'm like, the good example is, I was playing Sonic Generations on the PS3. Not in a long time, but when that one's uh, I got to the final level. That boss fight is super hard, and if you take any damage, you get put back a lot. To try to catch up to it. So dying is even more annoying than dying in the normal boss fight because it's like doing it correctly is like a 15 minute fight. That is quite painful. Um, I remember getting stuck on a final boss in, um, Super Presence Peach. And the level was so long and it's so convoluted to use the emotion thing and like figure out puzzles and stuff. And then if you screw up just a little bit, you die and you have to do it all over again. And the level literally takes like 10 minutes uh, just to get to the boss. I hated that mm -hmm. so much. Um, oh. Uh, after Altina in Splatoon 3. Because I could do the platforming fine, but that final section of the of trying to clear all of the octolings is just very painful. Like, um, uh, in that same vein, um, octo. The DLC from Splatoon 2, uh, the stupid box levels, which also moved into Splatoon 3, hate those. Yes, those, agree, 100%. I, I absolutely hate those. Um, uh, they're, honestly, a lot of, like, basically if it's not platforming or, like, a fair battle challenge, uh, it's not amazing it, it does not like make me want to replay it once i've beaten it yeah um the, the jumper of one's kind of fun but it's interesting but i don't want to replay it but it is like it's a well-designed challenge for the most yeah um these aren't my worst but this master mode playthrough i've been doing uh, I've had multiple instances of being like a couple hits away from killing the thing, and then it fucking one hit death. Sick. Yeah. I've had that a lot, especially with the Ganons, and also like the white 
Moblins and Bakovans, like the the strongest ones. The Moblins the ones especially, that... dude. Those were killer. Mm -hmm. The Lionels. Uh, I haven't even attempted one of those yet. I when I started uh, my playthrough uh, right after the DLC released, I think I found one and I was like, "Nope, not doing that." <laughs> yeah, so that's been painful. Um, I I do want to play uh, some more Master Mode though, and also finish the DLC. Are um, they bringing your copy down? Yeah, that I I asked for it. Nice. Um, oh, speaking of the DLC, uh, I'm really bad at the combat uh, challenge thing. And uh, like the like the third one, I'm awful at it. Hmm. It's been so long, I can't even recall that. Um, Are well, you talking about the shrines in the first one? No, not the shrines. The uh, like the combat challenge in the DLC to earn uh the master sword upgrades. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is rough. So definitely that. <laughs> um. I think that's that's all that I can really think of. Yeah, because... I mean, Usually my deaths are stupid and inconsequential. Because that's how I live a lot of my life. Uh, mm. So I don't have a lot yeah, of deaths that are like, real pain. No, it's, it's a good that... painful death and a long Yeah, It's the ones that are like... I would basically be embarrassed to talk about this. That... Are you know, most memorable ones, I think. Or like, just like secret bosses. I like, struggled with the latest like boss I played in Kirby the Forgotten Land. That's my embarrassing one. I struggled. I died several times. It's a Kirby game and I died a lot in a boss fight. It's embarrassing. I have not even finished. I, I'm not even close to the Forgotten Land. Chelsea and I started it for the channel and then we just never got around to finishing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, any else? Um, I mean, like like Alex was saying, any secret boss that you get all the way through, and then you know you die as you're about to finish them off. Uh, yeah. I think for me that is uh, the Ice Titan in Kingdom Hearts One, uh, or Sephiroth. That's how you leave it. Higher, higher. Yeah, but if you, if you get hit, though. Yeah, sure. Like, that, it's not... It's not... The fight is bad for, you know, whatever. It's He does a lot of damage. He does a lot of damage. Yeah. Stuff like that. I would say. Agreed. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap the show up for us here this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please add us on Twitter at AllNightGamers with a K. What did you think about this week's episode? What do you think about the Square Enix president stuff? 
Are you excited for Mario Day? Are you going to get a Mario Switch? Are you going to restock your Amiibo? What do you think about the Series S toaster? That's what we really want to know about. Um, but yeah, share us with a friend. We post every Wednesday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com, slash Stormwind Games. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Um, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.